Welcome to Bread and Butter, everybody, the Hearthstone podcast where we talk about the basics of Hearthstone and how you can improve your fundamentals. Uh, this week, we have a returning special guest, Edelweiss. Edelweiss, how have you been? Been doing all right. Been a little stressed with this cosplay I'm working on, but otherwise doing well. Uh, what is this cosplay you talk about? <laughs> it's it's a sort of generic Frost Death Knight, but based off of a an artwork that I found on the Wowpedia page for Death Knights. And nice. uh, it's, I might have bit off a little more than I can chew using some materials that I've never used before. But at this point, I, I bought all the stuff, so I, I've got to submit something. Oh, this is for the Hearthstone contest. It is. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, so you said you bit off more, you can chew, you're using materials you never use. So you've cosplayed before? Yeah, but like on a basic level or sometimes even, you know, buying the stuff but uh, this is the first time i'm really diving in with like all the foam and uh, priming and painting and, and all that kind of stuff uh, especially this weird foam clay i've been using is is very strange so it's not arthas it's a different death knight kind of just like a random correct yeah. okay i can dig it that, that, that sounds very exciting um doc what have you been up to lately um working way too much um i say that and so yesterday was day three of the two of the pay period and i already had like 30 hours um and the week before i had 20 hours of overtime uh holiday seasons very very busy for bakers because everyone's wanting rolls or like specialty breads and all that kind of stuff so i've been doing a lot of that um, but I did manage to ding 70 in WoW today, which felt really good. Um, what are you playing? Also, Dragonflight, so much fun. It already feels so much better than Shadowlands did to me at this point. Um, but I have been playing Hearthstone. I've been watching Worlds. Uh, there's been some crazy, crazy stuff happening at Worlds this year. Um, like Bunny Hopper going 0-3 in round one in groups. Which he did got not out, expect though. to see that happen. He got out of the group. It's okay. He did. He did. He gigafinned his way out. It was. Oh, that was a play. That was a play. Because <laughs> that was like that was that was against a um, I believe a, um, a priest, right? That was against a above priest. I think they had yeah. um, the crazy board with uh, Pelagos and all that. Uh, I think it was a miracle rogue, but you know, all the same, same difference. An absurd board was made early, and it got gigafinned. <laughs> um, so I, I think it's funny when you say that about the Shadowlands, though, Doc, because I think a lot of people say that. However, everyone liked Shadowlands when it came out. We have recency bias there. Like, the first month of Shadowlands was fantastic, and COVID kind of killed a lot of it and all that, but... The storytelling that was done right off the bat, everyone was like all into, and then they like then you hit the how long it took to get through everything, and then the the delays and patches and all that, and then people are like, "Oh, Shadowlands sucked." It's like, no, you liked it at first, just like what, what, just like whatever. So, admittedly, I did enjoy Shadowlands at first, but I'm already better geared for Dragonflight than I was in Shadowlands, and I played Shadowlands for three months before stopping. I love the story that they told with you, Sarah. When they you were catching her back up, they had a play over in the Night Fae area, and and they're just kind of being the silly Night Fae and and talking about the different plot points. And Yuzera's like, "Oh God, like <laughs> really? This is what happened." Um. But anyway, 
uh, I've been playing lots of Hearthstone and, and, and struggling. Um, I have found that I have a hole in my game. I don't know what it is. Um, I'm looking forward to my coin concede coaching next week with Hat to try to figure out what this hole is and plug it. Because last month it took me to the very last day to um, get Legend. And I did that in on the second or it was the Wednesday after while the wild patch launched. And I, I was so determined that I was not going to not make legend that month that I, I, I didn't play wow on that day. Like, and I wanted to, but I'm like, no, hell no, we're going to get there. And it's the same thing this month. I get to D five and then it's just, um, the, the, the rails come off, like adding smarms to blizzlet. It's just, it's just not going to happen. You can't figure it out. And um, I try, I, I've been bouncing from decks trying to find the right one. That's usually what happens. I bounce from a deck to deck to deck until I find one that clicks. But it's been like I find a deck that clicks, I get up to D3, D2, and then I fall back down. And so we're, we're going to figure it out. I, I, I think it's, I'm, I think I'm doing something fundamentally wrong somewhere. Maybe I'm not. I, I don't know what it is. We're going to figure it out because that's how we get better. And aside from that, um, I've been playing the WoW, you know, it's, it's the, um, it, the weird thing with Warcraft is I took a break from it. And then I, when I took that break at the end of the expansion, I started streaming, I started podcasting, I started uh, content creation and then WoW was coming back and I run a raiding guild. So then it's like, well, now how do I fit this into my life with all this other stuff now? And the way I've done it was I'm not going, I'm not no lifing it. I'm still doing my Friday night streams with uh, civilization that I do with my buddy. Um, Monday I started playing Hades for the first time and I'm getting into that um, because hate, because apparently Hades two is coming out. So I was like, I guess I really should play Hades. I never did because um, I was always told that the PC controllers weren't great. I don't usually play these games on the, on the consoles, but people are like, no, oh, it's actually really good. So I'm having fun with it. It's an interesting story. We'll, we'll figure it out. I'm working on the 13th um, area. I don't want to say anything because people haven't got there yet. It's been fun. Um, I'm excited for that. I have a project that I'm coming up that I'm working with uh, Dragon Rider on. Can't talk about it yet because it's a secret, but um, very excited about that. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of stuff going on, but uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Death Knight tonight. And Death Knight has been released uh, a couple weeks ago now. And um, Edelweiss is here to um, talk about Death Knights and specifically building decks with Death Knights because that's a brand new, unique challenge. But before you get to the deck building, Edelweiss, Death Knight, is it good or is it bad? So it feels like Death Knight has a lot of good cards. <laughs> and just not really any good decks. There's some talk that that a forty card frost DK might might be there. Superior David has a list. It's very tuned to the like top two hundred meta, but uh, he was doing well with it. Claims that it has a shot against you know some of the best things like Quest Demon Hunter and and even pretty good against like. Uh, your your rogues and, and priests as well because of the freeze mechanics. <laughs> but I think when it comes to like blood decay, there's just not the right things for it to control. And then unholy has felt like it just can't really be fast enough, honestly. Uh, and and isn't able to deal with some of the the crazy things that other decks are doing. So I'm not even really sure that it is 
that Death Knight is bad as much as just the things that other decks are doing do not line up well at all. And I can definitely feel that when um get a little ahead of ourselves, uh, we had a little deck building challenge and we'll talk about that later, but um, I had decided to go full frost because I, I, I like Death Whisper and um, a couple of the other cards. And I'm, I'm curious, well, how close my list is to Dave. It's probably a little, quite a bit off, I'm sure. But um, I was I was trying to uh, build something that would work in the meta. The deck feels really good, except I kept running into the blood Death Knights. And mm. the deck is really, and so this was a couple weeks ago or whatever it was, a week and a half ago. And the deck feels very powerful but you can't really get people down from 70 80 health which is something you kind of <laughs> have to deal with now and it's kind of bonkers but um and surprisingly daniel likes this meta so for those that don't know storm rage really doesn't like renathal hates it 40 heart card health hates it but he's he says he's playing a lot right now and you have cards that bring you up to 70 80 health in some of these decks so i'm a little surprised about that so I will say the meta at like legend, especially top one or two K legend, is is pretty substantially different from the the place where there are still blood death knights. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't really see many of those because they they tend to get murdered by quest demon hunter or or death rattle rogue. Um, I think the vicious syndicate blood dk they have is forced to run double starfish because otherwise you just can't deal with rogue and i'm not even sure how much that helps at this point now that there's the jambre list that just like powers out early neptalons or kravitons i really like that deck so i started playing the death rattle rogue deck and I, that's one of those decks that I started to climb with and then failed because like I, I, I went really I, really hard into it. It was fun. I loved it because it really dumpsters uh, uh, Ramp Druid. Um, and I, I, it felt good having fun. And then came the Starfish. <laughs> starfish just is sad. Uh, Doc, how much Death Knight have you played so far? Um, so I tried Unholy. I haven't tried Blood Death Knight yet, which I should, so I can complete my, like, event quests. <laughs> um, I've tried Frost, like, twice, but Unholy, to me, felt like where I was having the most fun. But it just never got, it never got there. Like, I had one game where I was, like, gonna get a really big, I forget the name of the legendary, but it was the legendary with, uh, having to do with, like, the excess corpses. Lord Marogar. Yep. Uh, got Theotard, the, <laughs> literally the turn right before I was going to play it. And so that was just uh, escape, leave the game, queue up Death Rattle Rogue, and then I proceeded to run people over till I got to Plat 10. And then games started to get a little real at Plat 10 for me. So, But like, I think Death Knight is fun. It just doesn't have a great way, seemingly doesn't have a great way to like finish a game. Like, it has good things to do, but its lethality is a problem. Uh, yeah, I I think that, you know, especially with something like Blood Death Knight, Mograine has been a lot more important than I expected. I, I thought he would just end up being 
bad, but you sort of, you need it <laughs> in the list uh, just to actually be able to, to pressure. And uh, Astalor goes a long way, but of course that's a, a neutral legendary. On a side note, and... Doc, I, I um, press streaming instead of recording on OBS, so we have the audacity and we're going from there. Uh, um, on, on a thought, though, we've been talking about blood We've been talking about Frost. We're talking about um, Unholy. Um, but that sounds like we're all invested in all those. Like, what happened to hybrids? So, I think it's easier to visualize building for the triples because you go, you go all in on what that particular color that particular rune is trying to do you know they, they synergize very well with themselves and you can see sort of the play style that's intended for the triple cards uh frostworms fury very much is like yeah you freeze their stuff and you go face uh alexandros mograine you want more turns because then he'll get more procs i tried to make a, a triple rune uh, more aggressive deck and it's like well Mograine is the only triple so why am I even playing triple blood then you know vampiric blood and uh I forget it what it's called but the the twisting nether on a five five are all the other triple blood cards so that screams control right and then on holy it's got a uh, bloodlust right grave strength and and lord marogar right so you want to make a bunch of guys make a bunch of corpses so it's a lot more obvious what to do with the triple runes than it is with some of the combinations where you're kind of, you're dipping in for something. Um, and the only uh, really obvious archetype to me besides was sort of the two blood, one unholy, uh, where the unholy for me was really just for uh, the Nerubian that summons two copies of itself. So when you when you blood tap and, and buff all your stuff, you play this thing and it's it's a board in a box, right? It summons two copies of itself, so you're you're multiplying the buffs. But otherwise it's sort of like, okay, well, if you cut one frost rune, you lose access to Fury. What are you putting in? Are you gonna put in unholy for more corpses? The main reason to do that is another triple frost card. So it's almost like it's almost like we need cards that require a mix of runes in order for mm -hmm. um, those archetypes to kind of go forward. Like like, hey, we have a this is two frost, one blood, and 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 cards that like you build towards that actually take advantage of split ruining to um, kind of guide you in a direction, maybe. I'm not sure if they'll ever do that. It's certainly something they, they could. But I think in a way, they almost do that just by making cards that go for a, a particular sort of play pattern where they sort of show you, hey, look, this card, like, you only need one Unholy to play these cards and and they go well with this hand buffing thing. Oh, and, and the hand buffing stuff is double blood. So like that kind of showed you what 
you might want to put in the double blood one unholy deck. But I don't think there were a lot of other things they did that for, at least so far. Um, what do you think needs to be adjusted to uh, bring, with the current cards we have, obviously we can get something in the mini set, but what do you think they could do now in the next balance patch to help bring Death Knight more in line with some of the other decks we're seeing? I think a lot of it, especially for Frost, has to do more with bringing the other decks down. <laughs> because, I don't know about you, maybe you're not seeing a bunch of these, but Quest Demon Hunter kills people on six, like, with regularity. It can still draw its deck and win even if you take away Jace, which is kind of insane. Sometimes you intentionally burn the quest reward because it takes up hand space. Like it's just all about these discounts and getting, you know, plus two to plus six spell damage and uh, duplicating that onto Fel Barrage. And the damage you can output is just so absurd. So I think the gimme is sort of uh, is it Fel Scream? No, not Fel Scream Blast. Um, uh, fell breaks loose. Unleash fell. Unleash yeah, fell. Yeah, yeah. That one probably needs to go to two at, at minimum. Probably something else as well. Maybe also not go face. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe, but a lot of times it's just to you know clear the board, full heal, or clear the board to pave the way for your fell barrages to just go face. So, do you think that maybe? Um... We were just talking about how some things are, are triple rune. Do you think that maybe making um, with Frostwind's Fury double rune, double instead of triple or something like that could go away to um, giving you more options? I am very curious to see what things they'll do to mess with uh, Death Knight. I mean, they have a ton of balancing tools they can adjust. Uh, I, in terms of how many corpses cards cost, how many runes. Rune changes, I feel like, are the biggest thing they could possibly do. Like, if they set I for, Marrow something, the, the triple frost card that does two damage for each corpse, and it can do up to five corpses. If that went from three to two... That would be massive because then you could put on holy in your deck and you actually have a way of, of getting a bunch of corpses. So I don't know if they'll hit that lever yet, but they might af affect how many corpses certain things cost. Like grave strength currently costs five corpses. Maybe they set that to four or three. Yeah, the corpse, yeah, the corpse, the amount of corpses and is definitely an interesting point. One thing they did add um, that I don't know if everyone knows uh, is initially you don't have a corpse counter if you're another class, but you still now accumulate corpses. So if you happen to Theotar something, uh, you have a corpse counter that you don't know about, but uh, it's not going to just whiff. You will have something that will activate if you have those. I'm assuming your cards go... Um, uh, orange or whatever available but um, well, we're going to talk more about Death Knight in a minute but what are our thoughts Doc, Doc what have you been seeing on the uh, the old ladder lately what, what what have you been thinking of the meta Um, so I've been seeing a lot of uh, Priest and Demon Hunter Um, like I am enjoying this meta it's just like, like Edel said 
demon hunter kills very quickly, very regularly. Uh, Miracle Rogue can you just need like male dance the the dancer Draka and uh, the bounce? I forget what the name is right now. Shadow step. Uh, yes, yes, and then boom, turn like turn two, turn three. You can have like a fifteen, sixteen like attack weapon and what can really anyone do with that? Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of really strong, crazy stuff happening right now for a lot of different classes. Um, but I've been enjoying death rattle rogue the most. Uh, I'm just like one or two like key legendaries away from a lot of decks right now. And it's really frustrating cause I don't have any dust. Um, so I've been, been playing like unholy and death rattle rogue, but, all in all, I enjoy this meta. Um, it's just, it feels like almost every class has a very polarizing deck that's available to them. Yeah. How about yourself, Adel? What have you been seeing up in the, uh, uh, I'm assuming, top 200 meta? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not there right now. I, I was messing around with Blood Death Knight for a little too long. But I have seen basically a, a lot of that quest demon hunter we mentioned uh there's also blessed priest is a thing that uh, i have to deal with sometimes and that deck often pops off around turn five makes some pretty absurdly large radiant and and then boon of ascendant and then on the flip side there's you know plague spreader priest <laughs> which is kind of uh got a place just in terms of countering the other stuff right it has damage agnostic removal uh for dealing with your miracle rogues or your boon priests and uh, i i don't think it does great against the demon hunter but it at least has the potential to transform their their spell damage things with plague spreader you got theatar mutinous just like all of the disruption stuff and uh you know, obviously, it, it is a class with healing. So, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a, a weird, weird spot right now. A, a ton of other decks are still fine as well in terms of, like, Evolve Shaman or Spooky Mage, honestly. Uh, Big Spell Mage, I think, because it has a disruption element, is also uh, relevant, but... I think people aren't as excited about some of these things that, that feel uh, older or, or don't have the insane pop-offs that, that other decks have. I've been, I've been enjoying the big shaman out there. Um, I believe mm -hmm. it's a Kibler deck. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's not consistent, but it's a lot of fun. Um, I've been, I enjoy the pure paladin list. That's been a lot of fun. Yes, um, that is a very fun one. And uh, it's a little weird. It doesn't run Cariel, um, but it, it can, you can get some really nice pop-off turns early if you can get those um, uh, plus three, plus three divine shield, deal three damage to your hero. Um, you get yep. that on the light, um, the light dude and something else, and you can get a pretty big board pretty quick if uh, it all goes well. Um, there's a lot out there, but yeah, it's been... Um, so... I guess that brings us to the question. Um, I know some people get kind of frustrated with the meta we're talking about. There's always people always get frustrated with the meta when there's a few good decks. Um, but I don't think we're solved yet. 
uh, do you guys think we're solved with this meta? Is do, do we have it all figured out, or um, are we are we waiting for balance patches, or are we still innovating? So I feel like tier one is pretty solved, but I think there's a lot of stuff that's like right around that tier two or almost tier two that's kind of still getting development or being worked out. Um, and I expect that after Worlds, they will do some kind of balance on Tuesday because they really wanted Death Knight to be played and it wasn't. So I think they'll want it to be played. I mean, yeah, <laughs> rogues, rogues did a little Death Knight cosplay, but apart from that, the, the class itself uh, did not show up. And I suspect they'll, they'll want it to, you know, still be something people want to do over the uh, upcoming break. I wonder if they'll factor that kind of that small window in next year because we're still waiting on the next uh, announcement for esports. I wonder if they will try to make worlds later or to give them more time to get a meta in a place where they want it before before these things happen. Because obviously, yeah, you're right. They want they would have wanted to have this be Death Knight v Death Knight um, if they could have had a specialist format with Death Knights. As a mandatory <laughs> class, they probably would have done it, um, but um, they didn't, and we're waiting, and now we're in that weird window is we could get a patch next week, or we might not because, well, it's the holidays, and they don't want to break. They, we, we've gotten these patches fast at these times, but we also know that they're skeptical, so I bet you we're going to, when we get the patch notes on Tuesday, if we do in fact get them, we're going to see the words um, high confidence a lot in those patch notes because... Um, I, maybe. Maybe. I, I, I would just think so because I don't think they'd want to... Um, I, I don't think we're going to get um, a one-mana reduction on Edwin again right before um, <laughs> right before they go on vacation. <laughs> I don't know. Could be an interesting. Uh, <laughs> I mean, interesting honestly, at this point, I would kind of welcome some random thing to shake it up for like a week, to hopefully like bring Death Knight up a little bit and bring like some of the other stuff down, because like Death Knight compared to like Rogue and Demon Hunter, the disparity in power level is so atrocious right now. Like, I would be okay with them doing something that maybe they're not like one hundred percent confident in that would make a big enough change to move things. Oh, I hope at least it's at least it would give them room to breathe. I, I think they want to and I think they would. I just don't think they want to do it before they're all on vacation. That's all. Eh. It, it's what look, it's a it's what a week and a half. Look, if grave strength goes from costing five corpses to three corpses, they'll be fast <laughs> games. It, yeah. it's, it'll be fine. Yeah, that's fair. I, I don't think I've ever with the amount of death night I've played. I don't think I've ever been corpse starved. Like, it's been rare when I've been, like, I can't do what I want to do because I have a corpse. But I've been mostly focused on Frost, so. Yeah, Triple Unholy makes a lot of corpses, but it also uses a lot of corpses. And Grave Strength costing four mana, but five corpses definitely comes up because uh, another one of your board generators uses five corpses to make the, the two twos. So, so, like, sometimes you've just made your board and you don't quite have the, the corpses left to 
to then do your bloodlust. That's fair. I actually haven't seen that deck very often. Um, I've seen plenty of um, blood. I've seen plenty of other things. I have not seen. I, in fact, the card that you were talking about, the uh, Nerubian, that's the two four pop out two more of those or whatever it is. Um, ah, the board that's box. a different one. But I saw that for the first time. Um, the game I played right before this, uh, the podcast. I have not seen that at all. I have just. So. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a two four with reborn that eat, uses five corpses to summon a copy of itself, and then there is and, and that's just death knight generally it can be in anything, and then there is a four mana one three taunt that battlecry summons two copies of itself, and so those are good uh, hand buff recipients for uh, blood tap, and then there's a couple a couple minions in death knight that buff the attack. And, uh, yeah, it can do some powerful stuff. It's just not fast enough, nor does it really have uh, quite the right tools to remove some of the things that, like, Priest or Rogue are doing. And this is um, way more meta than we usually get. We usually try to keep this uh, moderately agnostic because uh, we're, we try to focus on other things. But I think given that it's a new meta, it's interesting. Uh, do you think there's... So let's say they... Balancing, even you have the classes right now. You have death. You have rogue that's really powerful. You have uh, demon hunter that's uh, really powerful. Um, you said priest. So usually, when you think about these classes, you think, "Oh, we need to nerf X, Y, and Z." But you also have to factor in what becomes powerful when the decks, these other decks, are holding back, get a chance to shine. Are there any decks that, if they start nerfing these, that you're worried about? as potentially becoming overbearing or oppressive? I mean, I'm always worried about Ramp Druid. <laughs> I don't know that if I should be, but it is a popular thing, and it's a thing that feels really bad to lose to, especially this Astalor combo. Mm-hmm. It is the worst, it's, especially when it's, like, turn six, and it's, like, a Nubricon brand, blah, 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 and you're just like, okay, I guess I don't get to play. And so you logically, you know, it is not a great deck. It is like a tier three deck, I guess, or along those lines. Maybe it's tier two, but it doesn't matter. It just when you see it and you start losing to it, that that's where, like I said, the appeal of Death Rattle Rogue came in because it just completely obliterates them, and that just feels so good. Be like, all right, yeah, <laughs> you you almost want to see them not be playing the aggro version because as soon as you see like something that indicates this ramp trade, you're like, all right, I'm great. All right, any other final thoughts on the meta before we move on, Doc? How about yourself, Edel? Yeah, all good. Right. So the main topic of this week, building decks with Death Knights. And building decks for Death Knights. Um, and one of the things we did was... Um, um, we took the opportunity to, um, I, Doc, I know you, you were going to, but then I, I think you got kind of pulled into work too, too much to do much of this. So, um, we tried to build a deck. Um, I, I tried to build a deck, um, without any help or any template and just to see what I could make. I, I gave the results to Edel. Um, I then, um, made a couple different refinements. And so just as kind of an experiment for this about, deck building and um what went right what went wrong and maybe like hey 
you made some dumb decisions here. Don't do that. Uh, or this was a good idea or, you know, whatever. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, it'll tell us about Death Knights and, and what we should think about when building Death Knight decks. I think the most important thing with building Death Knight decks is you want to start with like a reason for the runes that you're using. So it becomes very easy when you're doing triples because your triple rune cards are the reason that you're doing all three runes, right? In blood, that means you've got uh, vampiric, you've got the, the board clear, and you've got Alexandros Mograine, right? So those five cards are like definitely in there and uh, they're very powerful, right? Getting 10 life drawing a card, pretty insane effect. Being able to clear the board, get a bunch of corpses, and have a 5-5, five, five, very, very good effect. And so that leans you towards control because of how those cards play out. Similarly, in Frost, Frostworm's Fury, you know, freeze their whole board, make a 5-5. Five, five. So if you go face with it and you get to connect with that 5-5, five, five, that's 10 damage. It's very much like keep them from doing anything with a board while you just hit them in the face, you kind of, you chip away until you just do some some burst. It has a lot, a lot of draw in terms of uh, just Defrost, Harbinger of Winter, and, and your your triple cards are that Frostworm's Fury and Lady Death Whisper, which copies the Frost Bells in your hand when it dies. And then also Marrow Manipulator, and that's one that I think kind of departs a bit from the other triple frost cards because it requires corpses so you almost need to build around the marrow manipulator to really have enough corpses uh, to fuel it i don't know maybe your experiences have been d different but i feel like you don't necessarily get too many corpses in frost and you spend them on your card draw in into frost so uh there's often like not a lot left for marrow manipulator. Maybe having one works, but having two and marrow, is usually marrow manipulator up. is what it's the um, six mana. I think five five cast um, do two damage to a random enemy for each corpse, and you need six of them. Uh, it can eat up to five. Okay, yeah. five. So it it can do if they have an empty board ten damage. So very powerful effect, but you need a lot of corpses to to really fuel it. And another thing I found was that if you are figuring you're going to freeze your opponent's board, then that means they have minions that can soak up that damage. So it's it's not always as good as it seems unless, you know, you're trying to clear minions in play, which sometimes you are. Yeah, that's something I always but, felt um, playing it. I, I never felt... I felt like I held onto it too long because I just never mm -hmm. wanted to... I never felt like I was going to get value out of it. And when sometimes you'd play it and the the damage would disperse between everything and nothing would die and it felt bad. Right. Yeah. Um, but then going over to Triple Unholy, Lord Marigar, and Grave Strength. So, you know, you want to build a wide board and, and then, you know, play your Grave Strength just have a big big damage turn uh basically bloodlust shaman right and it has a lot of stuff to make that redundant it can build boards over and over again 
But when you're trying to mix runes, kind of like we were talking about before, or, or when you're taking away and so losing access to those triple cards, you really, I think, need a, a reason for why you're, you're doing that. Uh, we saw in the theory crafting where they had to to do that and and uh, do pieces right you know double frost but one blood double frost but one unholy right something like that uh, well patchwork was the main blood card that got used in in that situation. Because uh, Patchwork is very versatile, right? It's a disruption tool, it's a removal tool. Uh, and then I believe the other thing used was the one mana, one, two, that deals two to yourself and something else. So those are very flexible cards. And often the single rune things are more flexible. Maybe you choose as a aggressive board-based unholy deck to add Frost because you want card draw. So you get access to, to defrost if, if you do that. Uh, and it's a thing that eat, uses corpses. So that would be your, your reason there for dipping into frost. Maybe you can use thesaurian as well. Um, but I think a lot of times you're going to be guided by your double rune cards because the more runes that something in Death Knight has, the more it kind of guides you towards a strategy. Um, and, uh, the most obvious I talked about a bunch earlier is, is blood tap, where it's, it's double blood. And so it's this hand buffing thing. There are a couple other hand buffing cards in blood, but you need at least two. And then unholy is really the only thing that has a good, uh, recipient minions. And maybe there will be more of those over time, uh, but right now, there's no aggressive triple blood cards. So there's no reason to play a triple blood aggressive deck. Um, like, kind of Mograine, but Mograine is more effective the more turns that, that the game goes. Um, I think that's, that is like my, my biggest overarching takeaway and sort of the reason why currently... A uh, single rune of each just isn't a thing, right? Rain Rainbow Death Knight, and they, they said as much that on release they, they didn't have plans for uh, one of each rune to really be viable, and, and that very much uh, <laughs> was was discovered. <laughs> yeah, but it, you just have... It sounds fun, though, right? Like, like you know, you want to kind of pull does. it off. It just has the the flexible cards of each color because that's what the one rune things are meant for is those are your splash cards uh, and they're not meant to be powerhouses in and of themselves. And probably if there's ever a point where you can do one of each rune, maybe something's a little wrong there if the, <laughs> the flexible cards are, are powerful enough to, to finish. I think when I was building all kinds of Death Knight decks for, for release... There were a few combinations, and especially the one of each, that really just devolved into, well, this runs a bunch of stuff and Denathrius. And now that Denathrius has been nerfed, that's even less viable. Like, you can kind of do Bran Astalor for a win condition. But uh, just, like, discovering spells for the sake of hitting powerful 
cards outside of your rune combination isn't a reason to play a certain combination. And I think that's why they hesitated so long to nerf Denathrius is because I think Denathrius fueled a lot of the Death Knight win conditions. And by, by having to nerf that for fields more than anything, um, I think that they have stunted the growth of Death Knight because that was a win condition, especially in, like, Blood and in, in Holy. Yeah, I think it, it was doing more for, honestly, Druid than anything else, but it, it had very clear synergy with the Death Knight class because of the hero power and because you already want things to die so you can get corpses, etc. Uh, I, I also think it's it's kind of a bummer. I think the biggest bummer for me was I thought that the corpse explosion patron synergy was really, really cool for kind of having a an almost combo-like win condition for triple blood where you could do this this turn with with frenzied patron and, and corpse explosion and then suddenly your denathrius did you know 56 damage uh now that doesn't work for multiple reasons but one of them being the denathrius nerf yeah i hadn't seen that combo but then i saw that they had disabled uh disgruntled patron whatever it was for um a day or half a day because they just didn't want that interaction at all <laughs> the animations were quite long I, I i can definitely see that and uh, one thing that i don't think most of us uh know but like patchwork does have some hidden text on it that says um discard your combo pieces when played <laughs> because it never seems to miss it's very tilting i, I was kind of expecting a rainbow deck to emerge not based on the rainbow cards themselves but i was kind of expecting to find some synergy with a neutral it's always somebody like marky mark or whoever they'll they'll find something that works with the combinations of things and i i i thought that they were like hey it's not going to be a deck it's, it's kind of too weak but there was just going to be some combo that somebody found with some random unplayable neutral that then powered the the engine <laughs> I think the most played and sort of win condition-y neutral right now is Astalor, uh, particularly when you can, you know, with 10 mana, go Bran, Astalor, Astalor, and now you've got, uh, you know, two copies of the, the final stage and, you know, an, another way of getting it. Like, that's just so much fuel in in two two cards and and we, and we definitely went there with um the the, the deck building kind of challenge so uh do we have any other before we talk about that any other thoughts on building with death knights or um like i i think that we'll talk about it when we go over the decks i made but i i you highlighted a little bit where i think a key um don't or a key trap is to go full rune and then just play all the full rune cards. Because like we were saying, the it, it, you, you're like, oh, I'm going to triple rune. Give me all those triple rune cards. Yeah, baby. But um, I think that, yeah, there's some, and even though they look like they're synergy, there, there's some anti-synergy there as well. So uh, you really got to understand how these cards work. Yeah, and it, it depends on, you know, the deck, right? Like the, the triple blood death knight stuff all all works great together i just found that didn't quite translate for frost and then in in unholy you've got uh stitch giant which is a a 
big card. Now that's only double unholy. Um, but then, you know, the go wide stuff in grave strength, that, that's triple. So, you know, I've, I've wondered if, well, maybe there'll be a like double unholy single frost at some point that focuses more on like getting stitch giants down. Um, and then you win with like Battlemaster. <laughs> that is again, you know, you, you let the, the runes sort of guide you in terms of, you know, how are you going to build stuff? What's your reason for having these, these different things? Sure. All right. So let's talk about the decks I made. Um, so the first thing I did, I just decided to go all frost cause that sounded the most fun to me. I, I, I used to primary play a lot of mage freezing, like freezing stuff sounds fun. Um, the cards, I, I, I really like when you can do, you get some, you get some generation, you get some card generation, you get some duplication with uh, the Lady Death Whisper, and um, I, I like when you can pop off with, um, is it Howling Blast where it's it's four damage reduce the next spell by by three I think. That one is Glacial Advance. Glacial Advance. That is a fun card, especially when you can get multiple ones of them. It's nice to just mm -hmm. start jamming them up. So. Um, I did the thing in the first iteration of the deck, whereas I just grabbed all the triple um, Frost Rune cards. Um, I can post these lists um, somewhere. Um, I don't think we've ever posted show notes, Doc, um, but we'll we'll have to figure that out. I think at some point. Um, I mostly, I mean, it was just pretty much is it a Frost card? It went in the deck, so this is kind of a really right. basic place to start. So, um, any thoughts on this first iteration of the deck that I have here? I mean, this was basically the first place I went when I was building for Triple Frost as well. It kind of was... Yeah, exactly. If it's Frost, it goes in the deck. I think the only difference is I had Queen Azjara because then you can get uh, an extra copy of Frostworm's Fury. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just all in on the Frost. And... I don't know if this was quite the problem you had, but I found that I just had to spend a lot of my frost stuff to stay alive. Mm -hmm. And then either I, I wouldn't have enough to finish them off and would have taken too much damage and end up dying anyway, or they just like get enough damage in that, uh, that even though I have this burst, it's just like, isn't quite enough before I was able to get uh, whittled down. Right. I had the same issue. Um, I was 0 for 5 with this version of the deck. Um, <laughs> I I think part of it was pilot error because I hadn't played I, I hadn't played Death Knight at all when I came into this. And I had some games that were close, but it was just it, it, it didn't feel like there was enough there. I felt again, this was pre nerfed in Athreus and I was running into a lot of um, I think I ran into at least three or four of the blood Death Knights with the Denathrius finisher. And it felt bad. Um, so so then I came in and I made some adjustments. And um, let's see what I what I added. I added a Thalanos just to get a little bit more, um, a little more oomph out of some of my spells. I thought that would be useful and some more um, cycle. Um, I added Astalor because I was I, I needed some. I felt like I didn't have finishing power, and I thought that maybe that could help. Um, I think was that all I added. I added the Frostbreakers, I think. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I added um, a Slither. I added Slither Spears because I thought that perhaps 
um, that might be helpful to just get some early momentum going instead of um, waiting to the end to just die instead of killing them. I thought maybe if I could get some of my early spells going on top of a slither spear, um, that could be helpful. Um, it actually helped out quite a bit. Um, I started up well, so what? So with the first iteration, um, I was over something, and then I I. I started to really like playing this deck and I did really well with it at first. Um, that I came back to earth after a while, but I, I went um, 13 games. I had a 70% win rate. So then I thought I had this, this deck building thing figured out. Uh, I was wrong. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think that a slither spear was a very good idea because if you're going to have to be using some of your spells to remove their stuff anyway, well, it's great to then have a minion where you are still capitalizing on that to to get get in some chip damage, etc. Astralor, I just think, is a solid card. It it's in so many decks, both because uh, if you you know you're controlling, you're definitely going to get to ten mana and do that last phase. But even if you're not, it's very small investment it's only a two mana card for deal two to something that's fine and then sometimes you need that armor and the five five sometimes you don't even get the mana thrust effects it's just like you want stuff to do on curve so it's very flexible in that way and i see you took out one of the mirror manipulators which i think was uh, good for for reasons we we described uh, you often can't get enough corpses anyway um and blood mage thalnos is always great when you both can take advantage of the card draw and uh the the spell damage of course and uh, you can it came up huge like i remember it just it helped me hit some break points on a lot of different um cards especially if you get it down where when you had a big pop-off turn where you did a lot of the um glacial advances and um it just it, it just seemed to make a big difference for that little bit of spell damage, which i think factored into some other decisions yeah. So one oh, thing I'm sorry. I would say is that you you have Frostmorn in these lists, and Frostmorn I think is a, a little tricky. It makes sense that they made it just Death Knight no runes because they wanted it to be accessible to any Death Knight, but in a lot of ways it's more of a blood card, or at least is more of a controlling. Uh, card and because blood is able to take the punishment of hitting minions with that weapon uh, even though it even then didn't make a, a lot of lists I feel like it fits the best in blood because blood is the most about sort of clearing the opponent's stuff and then counter pressuring and frostmourne is is that you you clear a few things and then you have this big swing turn where they all get summoned again but you still have to be able to take the damage to kill the things and if you want to kill anything that's really worth resummoning then you have to be able to take some damage and frost death knight i think unfortunately is just a little more glass cannony mm-hmm. I, I like that about it like I, I want to be able to burst people down from kind of out of nowhere that's fun but again it was all the blood that was it's hard to burst some it, it was hard to burst someone down from 70 life and then you get them down to about 35 or you, you, you're like 18. I mean, I had some of these matches where I got them almost all the way down and then they would, um, play that, that unnerfed Anathrius that would, um, 
restore all their health and, and crush my dreams. <laughs> um, so then we went, I hit, I, I hit up to D5, like during this, this was all just, you know, basic climbing from wherever. And then I hit D5 and I, things weren't going so well with that deck anymore. My 70 win weight, 70% win weight dropped. So I thought, hey, I have a lot of cards I want to play, but I don't know what to take out. And, like, why do I have to take them out? I have this fantastic card called Prince Renathal. So I tried making a Renathal list, and um, with that I added some Doomsayers because that felt like that would be really good with um, the Frostmourne's uh, uh, Fury. Um, I added a couple Ice Revenants because... Um, you know, good minion that could take advantage of some of these. Um, it, it, it was nerfed already before the, the thing came, but it felt like maybe that would still have some power. I added a guild trader and an arcanist. Um, mostly, you probably want one or the other. I just kind of didn't know which one I wanted, so I picked one or the other because I, I thought maybe the trade would come in handy or, um, you know, if I, I wasn't quite sure. Um, I think that was it. Like so, yeah. We added the spell damage minions. We added. Um, we had overseer. Was overseer already? Yeah, it was there before. Um, but the ice revenants, the spell damage, the oh, I added um, um, rhymefang sword, which is I think that's the one that reduces spells cost by one, which um, I mm -hmm. thought would be useful. Um, so, what do you think about where we ended up going from here? So I think. Excel uh, was definitely the right direction. That fragility issue that I, I mentioned uh, seems to be mitigated by 10 extra health. And given that Frost is the best equipped for drawing cards out of all of the uh, runes, it, it can handle being 40 cards uh, a bit better than some of the other rune combinations. So where I initially thought, oh, well, you, you don't want to dilute your deck, you want to just draw all your stuff and combo kill them. And it kind of has to take things a little uh, slower to build to to those turns. I mean, Frostworm's Fury is a seven-mana card. So, uh, yeah, a lot of the lists that have been seeing success uh, have been 40 cards. Definitely on the right track there. And Frost also has just really good weapons. I mean, you've got Bonebreaker in here, you've got Rhymefang Sword. You don't have the the one that spends corpses. People don't be as or don't seem to be as high on that one. But um, I I've used it and being able to freeze three minions, uh, hit them for eight, like that's pretty good. So, uh, yeah, I think when you're also going forty cards you can feel a little more comfortable putting more weapons in the deck because uh, they're going to be spaced out, but it guarantees you that you're... or not guarantees, but makes it more likely that you at least find, you know, a weapon to use. And uh, weapons are great because you're an investment on one turn, but then you've, you've got it over several turns. Uh, and Ramfang Sword really lets you build to some of those crazy pop-off combos. Spell damage... Uh, especially plus two spell damage, goes very well with a lot of the Frost cards. I think uh, Howling Blast especially, right? You do five to something and three to everything else. So it, it really turns that into an actual clear. 
because of you're turning that one AoE into a three AoE, uh, which is a lot more useful. Similarly on uh, the Remorseless Winter, right? Turning that from two damage to four damage, just making those effects more uh, relevant. Uh, you can get a lot out of spell damage in uh, XL. And I don't know about uh, Doomsayer, because like, your only thing that freezes the entire board is Frostworm's Fury. You kind of want your 5-5 five, five to live. Um, but I think experimenting with it makes a ton of sense. And there's probably turns where you can just icy touch something or, or Howling Blast, right? And, and make it at least a little challenging for them to, to kill the Doomsayer. And it might go good with that weapon you were saying as well um, early on. Right. So, so with this version of the deck, I started off, I, I didn't have great success, but then as I got more comfortable with it and, you know, variance being what it is, um, I did have a, a nice 5-0 and o streak with it um, in one session. But... So um, I'm assuming that I should kind of compare this now with the Superior David list we were talking about. But um, overall, um, the progression you think, good choices based on... Um, like the the things I was running into, or um, were there were there obvious mistakes that you saw? No, I mean I I think you were definitely on the right track. Um, I, I don't think Frostmourne uh, quite belongs, and, and I do think that uh, again, Mera Manipulator just doesn't quite work with uh, not having a ton of corpses, and and I found that often it it just would. You know, hit minions instead of going face anyway. So if you're trying to just like freeze out your opponent's stuff and then kill them with burn, it doesn't quite function there. Um, but I think that you're definitely on on the right track here. I, the major differences I think between your list and uh, like Superior David's is he's got a lot more tech cards basically instead of any of the the tempo things so you know he doesn't have any of the one drop minions it's just like uh watch post because there's things like uh bless priest and quest demon hunter they're trying to draw cards um and uh he's also got uh finley just so you can you know flip your your deck when you need to find particular answer he's got discover things like nerubian vizier and venomous scorpid so his is much more of like a controlling thing but then builds to a, a combo finish so there's two copies of guild trader um and the the top end is really just the two copies of frostworm's fury and one overseer frigidara everything else is a four mana or less and they say too if you're still playing like scorpid um in in the six set meta this far down the road your 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 class might not have everything it needs to <laughs> well there is something to be said for you know how demon or not demon uh, death knight interacts with these discover effects the fact that you are able to discover cards outside of your rune combination uh you know breaks the rules a little bit and so makes discovering spells kind of higher value um, I don't think high enough value to run Volpira Scoundrel. I've seen a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's quite worth it. But, uh, you know, Nerubian Vizier is really good because the 
what you get costs you less. Scorpid at least has poisonous, so it kills something. And then school teacher, the limitation of only being spells that cost three or less is actually pretty beneficial because it makes you more likely to hit stuff like vampiric blood or the uh, the triple unholy card that that gives you four corpses mm-hmm. and shuffle stuff in your deck like that uh, grain is, uh, 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 plague, plague grain. grain yeah like there's a lot of good hits in the cheap spells of death knight well, let's check in on Doc, make sure he's not asleep. Doc, I I, uh, I feel kind of bad because I know uh, you weren't able to participate in the deck building with work, but do you have any, any thoughts on, on, on Death Knights and building with the, any questions or anything? Um, They just need a little help. Like, they got stuff there. Um, Like, when I was running on Holy, it, it felt it was just like a turn or two too slow for me to get like the big Marigar payoff that I was trying to get. Um, but like they have, they have things they can do. It's just, they're not quite as finely tuned as everything else. And like, I understand team five was coming from not wanting a repeat of demon hunter with death Knight, And they certainly <laughs> accomplished that for better or worse. Um, but it's a, it's, it's fun. It's just, everything else can do what they can do better than death Knight can do what death Knight does as unfortunate as that is. But I don't know. Like I haven't tried frost. I haven't tried blood yet. Like I've literally only tried unholy. Um, I've lost to a couple unholy aggro uh, with death rattle, death rattle uh, rogue. But that's when I drew like double smoke screen and didn't have any, like couldn't react to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I want to play Death Knight but it's not <laughs> at a spot right now where I can justify how the games will make me feel for playing Death Knight the heart wants what the heart think... wants there Doc if you like yeah. it play it <laughs> yeah and Frost Death Knight I think is, is really getting there uh, just because you know people have been developing Vicious Syndicate has a list that's a, a little less teched than uh, Superior David's so more proactive with things like Death Chiller, which is I call it Frost Waker because it's <laughs> it's Flame Waker but with but with Frost, um, and it's got Bone Lord Frost Whisper, uh, which is the six mana six six that when it dies, uh, your next three turns you can play something for free. The first card you play is free, uh, so that's sort of to set up for you know a big. Uh, guild trader and then frost turn uh, where you just kind of go all in on something crazy for the next three turns your first spell is free what's what's the downside of that or first card first card oh, oh the downside <laughs> is uh at the end of three turns you uh you die <laughs> yeah for, for the rest of the game your first card each turn costs zero you die in in three turns so uh but, you know, if you're just going to, on the following turn, go Guild Trader, Guild Trader, and play a bunch of Glacial Advances and Howling Blasts, you know. I'm, I'm curious, not that we'll ever see this, but I wonder how that interaction will work if you happen to get a discovered copy of that into a wild uh, quest mage that has the uh, the repeat your, time, repeat your uh, last turn or whatever it is uh, as the quest reward. Would it be... 
would you still get all your turns or would it um uh well you'd have to treachery it over to them and then kill it so you'd have to be playing warlock <laughs> but uh yeah i mean so after three turns they would die right i think that that probably brings us to the end of death knight talk is there anything else you'd like to say about death knights before we move on anybody I just want Death Knight to be a little bit stronger. Because, like, it's really fun. Like, honestly, like, I enjoy when I play it. But, I mean, granted, haven't played Frost. I'm going to play Frost because of how much you two have spoken of it. But I got a list for you. I just want it to be just, like, just a skosh. Just bump it up a little bit. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if this next balance patch is relatively large. Because there's a lot of stuff that's a little too good, and then they got to bring Death Knight up a little bit. So, I don't know. I feel like it could be a big balance patch whenever it happens. Oh. But I just want Death Knight to be fun to play all around. Last holiday season, they did 13 changes. Is that the biggest we've had? Or pretty close? Uh, I'm at, I actually don't think it is. But... It's it's up there, and I think it was the first time we had seen that many changes at once. And then they were like, "Peace, we're out." Um, <laughs> right. Let's do it again. Right. Let everyone have a fun holiday season with some just crazy new meta. And 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 as we know, um, if we want to bring Jack Johnson back into the game, buffs, not nerfs. Yeah, only buffs. Um, so Edel, if you were to guess at any of the changes they, they are going to make, what what guesses do you have for um, upcoming? I won't even say nerfs because it could be buffs or nerfs. What changes do you think they'll make? I mean, I would figure something like Boon of the Ascended to five mana, Unleash Fell to two mana, and like Mana Thirst five or something. Um, and potentially something to one of the spell damage cards as well like silver i i don't i don't know maybe it even is that unleash fell just can't go face anymore maybe it only is a you know kill minions and heal card but uh those are pretty big outliers there's also possibility they change draka somehow either to five mana or making the weapon only to durability that, uh, just that because... weapon could be one durability and would still be good. <laughs> I don't think that's quite... I think that's probably too much. But but uh, yeah, I mean, three definitely feels like a lot. Very frequently, I'm like, I can survive maybe two hits, it, but definitely not three. If you make it one durability and they shadow step Draka and they do it all over again, they're still going to get the same result. So... <laughs> um, yeah, so... I would imagine something like that in terms of buffs. It's really hard to say just because there's so many levers and they've never adjusted number of runes or corpse cost before. Okay. So it's so then instead of what you think they're going to do, what's the one buff you'd like them to do? Mm. You call up deck tech, you say deck tech. I have I have this card. You're gonna make one buff for me. Here it is. I mean, I think an interesting one would be the uh, marrow manipulators to 
two frost instead of three because then you can fuel them with corpses from unholy but uh, and clear the board yeah yeah i like it um final question um is there a reno death knight deck that we haven't found yet in two if not why did they even put reno in the core set uh because they wanted to put the explorers in i I don't know (laughs) yeah like i love the league of explorers but they have been in and out of hearthstone so much i feel like the last like three four years like like genuinely i love them but i feel like we've seen them in variation too much like they can they can figure something else out i'm sure oh well and bran has been the problem mm. <laughs> just just a little bit say, he's only part of some degenerate stuff i wouldn't mind if they i don't i don't mind if they reiterate i mean how many deathlings have they made um i don't care if they give us like you know bran the drunk or something but like give us something different um i think bran is and, and there was an interesting thread where Cora basically was kind of like hinting at, by the way, Bran will rotate with Cora. Um, that's what she said, not in so many words. And people just were like, well, why not yeah. now? And it's like, oh, come on. People people just get on her. It's just like, she just told you basically some free information that Bran's going away. Like, <laughs> like accept it, be happy, and move on. Um, now, Earthen Scales can be nuked from orbit. Um, I don't care if they scrub that card from the game. Um <laughs> But like I, I to your point, Doc, I, I, I like the I like I think they latch onto them because they were really the first Hearthstone created content um of that became kinda canon. They've even found their way into WoW. And I like I, I wouldn't mind like like Down at Tamer Brand was a fun card. I don't know. It took him forever to get nerfed. Um, but he was he he did no wrong. I don't care if they come out next year and say, Here's our next iteration of our explorers. That's fine for me, as long as it's not Bran again. Kill Bran. Kitty. Yeah, we see the kitty. <laughs> oh, indeed. Oh, she's here to mess up my mic. <laughs> All right, well, I think um, we were a little worried. We're like, well, how is this? How are we going to fill the show? Because we don't have to interview you again. Um, but, wow, we've, <laughs> we've, we've made it over an hour here. Um, <laughs> Um, and, and hopefully next time we have you on, because I'm assuming we can grab you on again at some point, um, we'll do more deck building talk. Uh, maybe we'll have time, Doc. You won't be uh, baking bread till uh, all hours of the night, and we can get you to also participate. I really hope so. Because building the deck for this was a lot of fun, and then kind of with the thought of I'm going to try to make something new, and um, it's a lot of fun. So I, I want to get us back on that again. But anyway, Edel, where can people find you? Well, I'm not doing as much recently since I'm full-time taking care of my nephew, and especially this week I'm working on cosplay, but you can find me on Twitch over at twitch.tv slash edelweisstcg. I also, uh, I guess my primary content currently is is Twitter. Not as much as hat, but, (laughs) uh, and that's at swagoy edelweiss. And uh, yeah, hoping to do more streams uh, you know, going into the new year, I just kind of need to find a new rhythm. Uh, since I can't just stream during the day on Tuesday and Thursday anymore, I have to like set aside a time in the evening. And and this is public news now, so um, you you're only gonna have a little window of time to uh, invest because you're gonna be quite busy in um a, a few months. Um, 
well, nine or so. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. So, um, Edel, if you want to give give yes. that news. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. So, um, the projected due date is uh, something like August 6th. So, I suspect I will be very busy initially, and then we'll sort of figure out uh, a new rhythm again. But at that point, I will no longer be taking care of my nephew, just be taking care of uh, that little one. And whatever my sleep schedule ends up being, I should be able to find some time to uh, stream. My my housemates are willing to, to put in some time, and then, you know, we've got grandparents to help out as well, so... Nice. So, Doc, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Doc McFlat. And Tito, how about you? I can't even speak. Um, at Tito Santana HS. You can also email the show at breadandbutterhs at gmail.com. So far, it's been fairly quiet on the email front. So, if you want to send us an email, uh, we might read it on the show. Um, anybody you'd like to shout out today, Doc? Uh, yeah, uh, Edelweiss, thank you so much for coming back onto the show and letting us pick your brain and discuss like how good or how we can improve with deck building. Um, it does, it does feel nice to be able to have someone, uh, as prominent figure of the community as you to be willing to come back more than once, uh, to our little show. So thank you. I think he means he'd slum it down here with us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about yourself, Edel? Is there anybody you'd like to shout out or anything you'd like to pimp or promote today? Uh, you know what? I would just like to shout out my teammate, Lost. Um, just been thinking about him a lot uh, over in Ukraine. Uh, he's, you know, pushing through, but it's, it's still... Still, still rough over there uh, in Kiev. So, thinking of you, lost. Enough. And um, I'd like to this week thank uh, Blister Guy, who was nice enough to not only listen to our show but give us some uh, feedback on it. And uh, for such a, a prominent figure of the community to um, just kind of reach out, you know, unabated was it was really. Nice. I think that's about it. But Edel, um. One final thought. If there was an archetype or a, um, if there's something you think that hasn't been quite discovered yet out there and you want to suggest something that people could try to build to uh, break the meta or, or something that you think that it would be fun challenge to try to make work that could possibly work. You got anything for them? <laughs> fun challenge. Well, I guess we'll see uh, what they end up doing in terms of balance, but uh, I've wondered about a double unholy, and I don't I don't know if you would do frost for card draw, uh, but then you've got stitch giants and corpse bride and sea giant, and you just kind of you you make eight eights and then you play battleground battlemaster and get them. Uh, so more more of like a, I guess not quite hand lock, but just like giants, <laughs> <laughs> giants death knight. Um, probably too greedy to, to run Lorthamartheron, but, uh, that there's 16-16s. I mean, it's just massive. They might be too greedy, but that's never stopped us before. Um, <laughs> right, everybody, I think we're toast. Thanks for stopping by. 
Slide two brothers meet one another when they slide up to the mic. It's bread and butter with one another. Let's start up that recording light.